Hi, uh, my name is Aiden, and um, I'm going to tell you about a time that I saw God in my life and how he helped. Uh, so at my old school, I was going through uh, some hard times, so we decided it was time for me to switch schools. And so we were looking for schools, and at first we, would thought, we thought that I would just have to go to another public school, which wouldn't solve the problem I was having at the moment. So we kept looking, and then we discovered a school called Summit Christian Academy. Um, so we started talking to them, and we discovered that they have um, a deal for pastor's kids where we can get uh, the price half off so we could afford it. So we were really happy, and I was able to move there. And um, I'm much happier there, and it's a really great school. And the way I saw God here uh, was because we didn't think that I was going to be able to go here. And then all of a sudden it popped up right when we needed it. So when I think about worshiping God, this is the moment I think of. Thank you. There we go. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. Well, let's thank all of our volunteers, worship, and tech who made themselves available on a holiday weekend. Wide is the road that leads to Lake of the Ozarks, and many will take it, but narrow is the road that leads to Sunday morning worship. But more have taken it than I thought, so God bless you too. <laughs> God bless you too. Okay, when I uh, grew up in church, we did not get to have campfire and trailhead. We had children's church that lasted about half an hour, so for the first half... You were just all in big church like you are today. But then right in the middle of the sermon, our service came children's church time when all the kids would come down and gather around for the pastor to share with them from the Bible for a bit. So if you're in like campfire K through four, you want to come sit here on the stage, don't normally get to do that. Come on down now. If you're in kindling and you want to come down, maybe your folk ought to come with you at that age. That'd be fine. Come on down. You can sit right up here, right up here. on. You can do the floor or right up here if you want. I come, yeah, come on down. If you're in trailhead and you're at that stage of life where you're doing that second childhood thing, right? You're back to watching the Disney Channel and cartoons again inexplicably. Come on down. If you're like, well, that looks like fun. I wish I could do that. You can. Come on down. Second childhood welcome. Awesome. Awesome. For me, it was Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> I, had a, I had a foil ball and everything. Yeah, that turned out badly after a while, didn't it? So I showed my daughter's Pee Wee's Playhouse the other day. She goes, he doesn't look like a safe person. I said, you're, I said, your intuition is excellent. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. I, how many of you, I want to ask, are already doing chores at your house? Who already has chores? Good job. Good job. All right. How many of you have ever helped wash dishes? Who's ever helped wash dishes? Ooh, you must be especially good. I noticed not many boys. All right. Good. Washing dishes. Good. How many of you have ever accidentally broken a drinking glass or cracked a drinking glass? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, what, the, what did your folks do with the glass after you cracked it? They threw it away. They threw it away. It was like you had just a little chip and you kept it. That's right. 
worth the risk. Yes. Yes. Okay, why, for those of you who threw it away, why, do you, why did you throw it away? Because it was broken. It was broken, right. Drinking glasses are for holding drinks, right? And if they have a big crack in it, what they're for doesn't work anymore, is it? That's right. The water would come out the leak. Yes, sir. He says just hold it up. Just hold it up. and That would totally work. Very thrifty. I like it. I like, what you're, I like the way you think there. Um, so when the purpose of the glass is, is gone, you just you have to get rid of it. It no longer does what it was made to be, right? Today we're going to have a story where we find all of creation has become no longer what it's meant to be, and we see God destroy it with a flood. Oh, this is a hard story. But we're going to try to look at this story and see if we can understand what it's trying to teach us. So to help with that, we are going to have two brothers come out. Now, come on out, brothers. These brothers like to play video games. Now, why? Why? Let's watch them play games for a minute, see how this goes. Okay, okay, this isn't going well. These guys really aren't getting along. They need a grown-up to help them sort this out. Who wants to be a grown-up, help them sort this out? Anybody want to be a grown-up? You think you can do this? All right, here you go. Here's your grown-up costume. You don't want to put on your grown-up costume? Who wants to wear the grown-up costume? You want to wear it? Come on up. All right, grown-up costume for you. It's like, I didn't know there was costumes, dude. I'm not doing that. All right, all right, come on up. All right, ready? Get your grown-up costume on. All right, step up to this gigantic ledge, and for just a moment, you're going to fly, okay? On the count of three, jump. Ready? One, two, three. All right, step up there, and uh, let me give you a microphone now. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. Okay, tell them something to straighten them out. Okay. Oh, let's all, all. They they don't. Anything is not going to do this. Raise your hand. Wait, tell them. Okay. Uh, your thing Here's what's going. They're fighting over which game to, to play. So how do you fix it? Yeah, you always choose a game. Ha- yeah. Choose a game. Choose a game. That's your advice. Choose a game. Okay, let me see that because I just dangerous. dangerous. We'll play contra. You always get to play contra. Okay, okay. They're gonna play. They chose a game. Good job. Good job. Let's see how this goes. You just stand here. <sighs> see, you're doing a good job. That's good. Jump. No. Hey, hey. If you jump too high, no. If you jump. I'm trying to jump. Okay, but you have to jump fat. No, we have to do it at the same time. Ready? Okay, three, two, one. I start jump at the same time! <laughs> okay, we got, we got people crying. Okay, we got people crying. That didn't work. Okay, choose a game, did not cut it. What do you, what do you think you ought to say? Pick a game that you both like. I think they tried that. You want, okay, well, let's try it. Tell them to pick a game. You... Pick a game because, um, because that is... Not really a option to all to make that noise. 
happy because that is not really a big choice. Okay, good. Translated, pick a game you both like. Dad, you're so wise. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay. Okay. We'll play racing games. Racing! Yeah! Dad's so wise. Great choice. Thanks, Dad. Okay. All right. Now, now we're tied up. This isn't working. What's something else they might? You got this? Okay. Now, gentlemen, oh, do not tie any of this on a person. Got it. No tying up with the cords. All right. All right. What's something else that might help them get along better? Yeah, uh, yeah, how about you, sir? Okay, move your fingers better. He's telling him play better. <laughs> okay, play better, be because you have to follow direction. If you can't, you'll no be a game great high school you. principal with that voice, by the way. Because no game for you <laughs> today. It's not going to work. That's if, right. If you do this again, so you're disrupting time the learning out. process. You're you're interrupting this. Worf. Yeah, there you go. Good. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see it. Okay. It's going better. You're pushing the buttons nicely. Yes. Good turn. Good working. Oh, thank you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Um, something's going wrong here. I think there's something wrong with my controller. I'm pushing the buttons right. Something is done definitely wrong with my controller. No, there's something wrong with your brain. No, there's something with my controller. Dad said push the buttons better. I'm pushing the buttons better, but something is wrong. Look at the B button. Here. Okay, all right. How, how many think these guys just need a timeout? Uh, everybody's voting for timeout. Just, just tell them it's time. Okay. Uh, anybody wants to trade? No, just no. tell them it's timeout. No. It's over. Uh, uh, it's over now. Well, <laughs> what? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Oh. Uh, well done. No, that's good. You don't have to explain yourself. It's, it's timeout. You ready? I'm going to help you down. Sure. Yeah, it's time out, guys. Yeah, no, the game's over. It just wasn't happening. Basketball. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! Why do we play video games? Because they're fun. Were these guys having fun? No. The. The. Yeah, the reason for the game was gone. The reason for the game was over. So 
They got a timeout. It's taken away. All right. This is a, a, a small version of, of kind of what we see happening in our story today in the Bible. Does someone, would someone like to read our Bible story to us? It's, it's a long one. You want to do this? All right. Come on up. Okay. What I'm going to do, you just read what's inside the box here. You got that? And I'm going to put this mic right here. The story of You want to face them? They want to see you. All right. Go for it. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three, three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. Now, God saw, now God saw the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every level, every level th living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your, your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a, a male and a female, into the boat with you. Keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to, kept, to be kept alive. And be sure to take on, take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did exa everything exactly as God had commanded him. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Did anybody catch why God is using a flood to destroy all humans? What was they were being bad. You're right. Yes, the earth was filled with violence, it says. So humans were made to enjoy God and enjoy life in the creation. Were these humans enjoying God? No. Were they enjoying life in creation? No. So the reason it was given was gone. And so God is taking it away. Now, the hard part for me, and I bet the hard part for you, is it wasn't just people that were going to be destroyed in the flood. It was animals, too. How many people find that sad? Plants and animals being, wow, oh, this is hard. This is hard. This is so hard, I'm going to just suggest an answer and see what we think. Here it is, guys. The animals and plants of this world are given to us to take care of. And that's the way it is. How many of you have a dog? All right. How many of you have a cat? I have both. You have both. Very good. How many of it, a dog and a cat, oh my goodness. How many of you, it's your job to take care and feed the dog? Do any of you feed the dog? Okay, what happens if you don't feed the dog? You'll get in trouble. You'll get in trouble. What if you stopped feeding the dog? He would die. He would die. Is that fair? No. no, but it's the way it is, right? The dog depends on you. I have an old dog. You have an old dog. I don't think you should use that as an excuse, though. Just keep feeding it, okay? <laughs> All right. And, and so, like it or not, 
God gave us this creation to take care of. It's tied to us. It's not fair that if we are sinful, the animals and plants of the world suffer. But that is the way it is. And, that, and that's all there is to say about that. How many of you can see things already where humans are destroying plants and animals of the earth because we're too sinful and greedy, right? Have you already seen this going on in the world? It's not fair, but it's the way it is, okay? Creation depends on us. God gave it to us as a gift, but we're supposed to take care of it. And that's the way it is in the story. Um, okay, I want to tell you something about sin, all right? Something is a sin, because it's bad, right? But it's not a sin because God doesn't like it. That's not what makes something a sin. Here is what makes something a sin. If it harms you, harms others, or harms creation. That's what makes something a sin. The reason God doesn't like sin is because he likes you. God likes you. And so God doesn't like things that harm you. He doesn't like things that harm anyone. He doesn't like things that harm the creation he gave you, gave you as a gift. That's why God's against sin, because he's for you. So he's not mad at you about sin. He just doesn't want you to do that because it's dangerous to you, and he loves you. And that's what gets God going about sin, all right? I hope you can understand that, and I hope you'll continue to understand it through your whole life. How can you tell that God still loves people in this story of Noah? This is a hard question. You think you got it? He created us, yes, and he did not destroy all of them. He gives them a way out. What's the way out? What's the way out of the flood? The ship, the ark. All right. Just saw a German theologian last night. I'll share this with you. I thought this was the best explanation. That in the Noah story, the most heartbreaking line is when God says, I'm sorry I ever made them. Doesn't that crush you? I'm sorry I ever made them. Then in the same, before the story's over, you see God decide to love us anyway. To make a ship. To make a way out and make a promise to Noah I won't be destroying the earth again. I will continue to love you. It's an easy thing to love people who are doing what you want, right? It's hard to love people who are not doing what you want. And it's really hard to give yourself or give your son Jesus as a sacrifice for them. But that's what you see happening in this story is God's decision to love us anyway. So our brother's got a time out, but don't you know they'll be back someday to play video games again? Yes. We decided, we'll decide to give them a second chance. All right, what makes Noah different? What makes Noah different? No, he loves God. He loves God. How can you tell? This is hard. That's right. That's a wonderful answer. Noah does what God wants him to do. In this case, what God tell Noah to do? Build a ship. And what did Noah do? He built the ship. This is the only line Noah gets for three chapters. Noah obeys. It says it like eight times. The story wants us to know God is just looking for someone to obey him. How many of you try to obey God? Okay, it's the best thing that you can do and sometimes the only thing that you can do. Okay, kids, I need to say something to the grown-ups for a moment. So would you turn and face out so you can see their faces? If you see anybody falling asleep, you just let me know. All right. 
Grown-ups, God may be asking you this morning to build something in your life now that's going to save you later, even if you don't understand. I'm not sure Noah really understood what was about to happen with the flood, but God told him to build a big box and climb into it, so he did. What is God calling you to build today that might save you later, whether you get it now or not? Is God asking you to build a different set of sexual morals, even though they don't make sense to you now? because they'll save you later. I said that word, you saw that. Um, <laughs> is, is, is God asking you to build a different schedule that has less busyness and more time for him, even though you can't imagine what that would be? Is he asking you to build that now because it's going to save you later? Is God asking you to build forgiveness now for someone who hurt you? Because the cancer of that hate is gonna eat you alive later. Is God asking you to build a new way of working contentment with your job, purpose with your job, just plain hard work now to save you later? Is God asking you to build giving and generosity now before materialism and greed take you later? Is God asking you to be, build friendships in this church because someday you're going to need them? And let me tell you, after the year I've had, you're going to need them. Show up to your small group now. Show up to your small group this season, even if you're the only one that shows up sometimes. Because someday, you're going to need them. Build that ark now. Maybe you need to build in hospitality. Maybe you need to build in caring for the lost and the forgotten, because that saves the world. Be like Noah. Do what he's asking. You don't need an excuse as to why it doesn't apply to you. You don't even need an understanding of why. Let 2,000 years of scripture and tradition be enough reason that there's wisdom in it, and do what he's saying. All right. I just saw a psychologist from Harvard on the NPR this week. I occasionally flip past that. It's super boring. I try not to. But this guy, this guy said something good. He said, humans in this day and age are very bad at predicting what will make us happy tomorrow. We are invariably bad at predicting what will make us happy tomorrow. That's why we need the wisdom of God, right? Okay, kids, I'm back with you. Okay, there's this crazy guy on YouTube. I believe he used to be in Transformers, the movie. And he has this crazy thing he's doing on the internet where he goes, do it, just do it. Who's seen this video? Who's seen this video? Okay, good, only the older ones, that's probably wise. Um, okay, try that together. See if you can do an impression of him. Are you ready? Go. Do it, just do it. All right, one more time, really loud, loud as you can, ready? All right, now you're going to help me give the last line of the sermon. All right, so everybody stand up and face out. And I'm going to ask the grown-ups a question. And when I say kids, I want you to give the answer, which is what we just practiced. Are you ready? All right. God has chosen to love us even though we don't do what's right. But now that we are loving and following God, when he tells us something to do to save us tomorrow, tells us something to do now with our life, what should we do, kids? Do it. Just do it. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys, you can go back. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, but next week, uh, for those of you Bible scholars in the room, you have astutely noticed that I skipped four verses of Genesis. Uh, we went from the genealogy to Noah, and some of you are like, hey, you skipped four. Now, after I tell you what they are, you're going to be glad I didn't do it while the kids were here. 
So next week for our scripture, angels come to earth, take human wives, and have giant superhero babies with them. I'm not even joking. Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. So read that today, and next week we'll come back, we'll grapple with this very difficult passage, very difficult passage to uh, interpret and understand. We're going to find the wisdom of God for our life in those four, maybe most difficult verses in all of Genesis. So I hope you'll come back for that. Um, Let us stand together. I want to say a good word of blessing over you. I also want to say, as you're celebrating uh, the 4th of July, the, the birthday of America, some call it, the uh, Independence Day, to uh, do take some time to be grateful for the freedom that we have, freedom that we have to gather in this way, um, to worship without fear of retribution, to exchange ideas. Um, that, that freedom is not free. Um, that freedom requires certain and ongoing sacrifices from each and every person. It requires wisdom and intelligence to uphold it and defend it and do it right. So uh, be grateful. Be grateful for that today. Also take some time to pray for our brothers and sisters in China. I just got a communication from a Chinese pastor that in the region he is in, uh, fresh persecutions have broken out, closing down the Christian schools there. They had a respite from that for several years. So now it's back at least in one region. So uh, pray for them that God will also bring them their own Independence Day as we are uh, grateful this morning. All right. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. Amen. The band's going to play us out. You are dismissed. God be with you.